You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. This week, Nick Cannon found himself in deep water because of some comments he made on his YouTube channel show called Cannon's Class. He said some comments that were deemed anti-Semitic by the Jewish community. Uh, some of the comments he may, made were insensitive. Um, here's one of the comments. He said, it's never hate speech. You can't be anti-Semitic when you are the Semitic people, Cannon said. When we are the same people who they want to be, that's our birthright. We are the true Hebrews. So he made these comments along with some other comments that were deemed anti-Semitic by the Jewish community uh, for justifiable reasons. Because, you know, at the end of the day, when something is deemed offensive to a community, then it's offensive. You know, whether you deem it offensive or not, it's offensive. That's just the way the rules go. So because of these comments, predictably, <laughs> Viacom CBS, you know, the parent company of MTV, VH1, BET, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to list all the channels that they own, but Viacom CBS severed ties with Nick Cannon and they gave this response. They said, Viacom CBS condemns bigotry of any kind and we categorically denounce all forms of anti-Semitism. We have spoken with Nick Cannon about an episode of his podcast, Cannon Class, on YouTube, which prompted hateful speech and spread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. While we support ongoing education and dialogue in the fight against bigotry, we are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism. And we are terminating our relationship with him. We are committed to doing better in our response to incidents of anti-Semitism, racism, and bigotry. Viacom CBS will have further announcements on our efforts to combat hate of all kinds. Now, let me just uh, give a comment on what I think about Viacom CBS's stance. Okay, first and foremost, they are entitled to do and react in the way that they want to react because they are the owners of you know all this content, uh, these channels. They are Nick's employer. At the end of the day, they are his employer, so they make the rules and decide on his fate. Although I think that their reaction was a little over the top, it was a little overreactionary, it is consistent with what they've been doing as of late. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Real World Road Rules Challenge, or they call it the Real World Challenge now, uh, where they have a bunch of old castmates from previous Real World shows and Road Rules shows. And now they don't even have those people because those shows don't exist anymore. So they bring in a bunch of new cast members from shows like Big Brother and, you know, whatever uh, other reality TV show that they have. They put those people on these challenges and one of the challenge contestants or one of the challenge participants that goes by d uh, uh gwen or no gwen i can't pronounce that sorry uh her name's d she said some insensitive remarks about the black lives matter movement which was kind of her just trolling other cast members and mtv uh slash Viacom CBS didn't tolerate it at all they didn't waste any time in severing all ties with d and pretty much cutting her out of every freaking episode left on this year's real world challenge. I mean, they did a masterful job of editing her out of these episodes. I wish you could see it. The point is they've been consistent on the way they go about these things. Albeit, like I said before, I think it is overreactionary. It doesn't allow for teachable moments. Um, it just completely severs ties. And 
the old days of letting things settle, letting things uh, evolve as far as being a teachable moment, putting people on suspension, uh, those days are gone. They're just severing ties with people and they're just firing people. And I think that is poor taste. I think that it's overreacting and it's not addressing the issue face on and doing something to remedy the the issue. Just severing ties doesn't mean that you solved anything. It just means that you removed yourself from the issue. So you do not get any credit for doing these things. When that happened to D off of real world, I didn't agree with it. And I'm a black man. I didn't agree with it because you should use these moments as a teachable moment. We don't have these types of dialogues that we need to in order for uh, people to grow from the mistakes that they make. So just to go back to the Cannon situation. Now, this is important because there's a big, big elephant in the room here. And that elephant in the room is wilding out. Now, for those of you out there who don't understand the elephant in the room, a.k.a that being the Wild and Out show. Wild and Out is a massively successful show on MTV. It brings in more than 10% all revenue for MTV. So why do I bring up the Wild and Out elephant in the room? That's because Nick Cannon owns the rights to Wild and Out. So by simply just severing ties with him, you cost your company more than 10% revenue through MTV's channel streams. So, uh... Not sure if that was a good idea. If you're a company trying to grow and, and expand more, especially given that the FCC and all these government agencies allowed CBS and Viacom to merge back together. So they have a lot of work to do, a lot of debt on their cash books. They're not very healthy. They're not very solvent right now. They're not a company that is, you know, something that's, that's stable right now. They're a company in rebuild mode. They're in a company trying to catch up with the rest of the advanced companies right now that are doing way better than them, i.e. Netflix, companies like that. So they're, they're, they're entering the streaming world at a huge disadvantage if they lose the rights to Wild and Out. One of the things that they're going to more than likely want to put on their revamped streaming app that's going to be through CBS All Access, which they'll change to something else because Viacom's a part of the, um, a part of the, uh, the subscription right now. So they're just going to change all these things. Um, Viacom is put themselves in a financial bind unexpectedly by severing ties with Nick Cannon. This is my point here. So if you bring, if that show truly brings in that amount of revenue, then they're going to have to figure out how they're going to, you know, replace that revenue stream if they lose the rights to Wild and Out. And from all, and from what I've heard about Nick Cannon, uh, uh, what what's been rumored on the internet is that he's like, okay, I'm okay with you guys, you know, deciding to sever ties with me or whatnot because it's your choice, obviously. But um, now we need to talk about you releasing the rights to my show. So <laughs> this puts Nick Cannon again in a catberg seat. Now, before I get onto my theory and what I think this means as far as him separating from MTV's umbrella, um, I want to read his apology. So he did apologize. Now, one of the reasons why, again, I said uh, Viacom missed the opportunity to make this a teachable moment. They could have made a whole TV special out of anti-Semitism, having Nick Cannon be on, having D be on the show, having other people be on the show to educate the viewers and to educate the offenders in Nick Cannon and D and others that may have been in that situation before. They completely struck out and missed on a golden opportunity to 
you know, capitalize on this. Yeah, we're in the show business. They could have by all means capitalized on this by doing something educational. And they just missed the boat. But again, this is the leadership with Viacom, CBS. It's it's a leadership that don't get it. <laughs> they just don't get it. And I'm speaking as a person who worked under the CBS radio umbrella before. That company don't get it. And that's the reason why they got out of radio. And that's the reason why they weren't strong enough to survive on their own. And they had to merge back with Viacom because there's a lot of fundamental issues at the top. No one seems to know what the hell they're doing. So this is just one of those examples of what I'm trying to say. They completely missed out on an opportunity that they could have used to capitalize on this moment in time and created something more positive, a teachable, a learning experience. And they didn't do it. They just completely missed out. And that's just indicative of their poor leadership. Now, you know, he, he goes on to say uh, his apology. He goes, first and foremost, I extend my deepest and most sincere apologies to my Jewish sisters and brothers for the hurtful and divisive words that came out of my mouth during my interview with Richard Griffin. Um, he also said uh, Griffin in his comments reinforced the worst stereotypes of a proud and magnificent people and that he feels ashamed of the uninformed and naive place that these words came from. So he also went on to say, like I said, the rumors and everything that led up to this, as far as him wanting the rights to Wild and Out, he addressed that full on by saying, I demand full ownership of my billion dollar Wild and Out brand that I created. He wrote this on his Facebook post. He went on to say, and they will continue to misuse and destroy without my leadership. I demand that the hate and backdoor bullying cease. And while we are at it, now that the truth is out, I demand the apology. However, he made uh, uh, no mention of Viacom and Wild and Out in his uh, recent apology. I want to assure my Jewish friends, new and old, that this is only the beginning of my education. I am committed to deeper connections, more profound learning, and strengthening the bond between our two cultures today and every day going forward. So uh, he goes also, um, I hurt an entire community and it pained me to my core. I thought it couldn't get any worse. Then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. Good night. Enjoy Earth. Um, you know, he had other messages to go with that. But just to kind of expound upon comments that he made, I'm gonna go right back to what I said these last few minutes about how, you know, Wild and Out is the big elephant in the room. And I, I actually did it disservice to big billion dollar elephant that's sitting in the room. Just like Nick Cannon said it, excuse me. I demand full ownership of my billion dollar Wild and Out brand that I created. So when you sever ties with a person like Nick Cannon, he's not just a talent, he's a creator. He's an executive producer, he's an entrepreneur. He makes great things like this. So this is gonna leave a huge content void for Viacom that no one else in the media is really talking about. <laughs> Lucky for you, I'm talking about it on the Voice Junkie podcast. No one is talking about this stuff. I'm not playing Monday morning quarterback. I like to talk about stuff and I like to be ahead of it before it starts to come out. So you you heard it first here. This is the big elephant in the room. You know, MTV, uh, Viacom, CBS, all these companies, excuse me, underneath that umbrella, they wanted to be proactive and now they're going to cost themselves a shit ton of money. 
because Nick Cannon is going to demand the rights to this. It's rightfully his in the Wild and Out show. And if he has any kind of resistance, you better bet your ass that Nick Cannon will most definitely bring this to court if he gets any kind of resistance. And he should. It's his. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, so this is very interesting. I mean, there's so many layers to this. This kind of happened this week, and then there's more things happening as we go along day by day. Um, I wanted to get into my <laughs> what my conspiracy theory is, what I think could happen uh, as far as um, the future of where Nick Cannon could go. And that future could be over at Revolt. Revolt TV, which is owned by Sean Diddy Combs, a.k.a. Puff, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Diddy, whatever the hell you want to call him. Nowadays, he is the owner of Revolt TV, so it's majority black owned. And you know we're in a time now where black-owned businesses is the flavor of the month. It is the cool trend that you want to be a part of. So it just makes all the sense in the world for Nick Cannon to take his ball and go right over to Revolt TV. Um, I, I don't have Diddy's tweet or post that he, he put on social media a few days ago uh, talking to Nick Cannon. But um, just off the top of my head verbatim, he basically said, hey, come come home. Come home to a black-owned business and Revolt TV. Um, he was welcoming Nick Cannon to come over. Uh, whether he comes or not is is you know a whole other story. But it's smart. You want to get a guy like Nick Cannon on your team because he's very creative. He's a smart dude. He's a, he's very intellectual. He's he's very well well read and he's talented. He's very talented. You know, Nick Cannon coming over would just be an incredible boost that revolt tv needs it needs that star power it needs that major seismic uh object like nick cannon man he's like he's like a glacier man he's a titan in the media business right now and in, in the media world so it just makes all the sense in the world if you did eat a owner of a network to try to get nick cannon involved in some capacity it just makes all the sense of the world it's good business he he did try to lure Nick Cannon in. Um, now, this is this is my two ways. I, I wrote this down, by the way. I said two ways Nick Cannon to Revolt could work. Um, Nick Cannon ultimately land at Revolt in two scenarios. I think two scenarios could work out for Revolt because we got to keep in mind, Revolt is young, new company. So it doesn't generate the kind of revenue that could, you know, realistically support a huge talent like Nick Cannon. You know, and that's for a, a variety of reasons. Uh, that's because, you know, there's issues with Comcast and other big cable network platforms that, you know, discriminate against black owned television providers by putting them on lesser featured cable packages. So this is why you don't see the Revolt TVs on certain packages. You don't see Own Network, which is owned by Oprah Winfrey. You don't see those kind of networks on a majority of cable television packages. So there's some discrimination in that. And there was a whole lawsuit in regards to that that I don't want to get into. So Revolt doesn't have the, the equity or doesn't have the revenue really to just pay Nick Cannon the type of money that he would so desire. Now, unless Diddy's just going to come out of his own pocket. I mean, he got the money. That being said, here's the two scenarios that I that I conjured up in my head. First, Nick goes to Revolt with the ultimate value play that is wild and out. Nick could realistically ask Puff for an ownership stake in Revolt as part of a special licensing deal that'll cut Revolt in all future earnings of its brand. Let me talk about 
Wildin' Out. This show will cake just off syndication and licensing deals alone. So I wrote that because this is really what it's about. This is the hugest. This could make or break Revolt TV. If they somehow, some way were able to cut some kind of deal with Nick Cannon to get Wildin' Out in some capacity, whether that's a, a certain amount of seasons or the entire archive would be more ideal, honestly, to get the whole entire archive. But it's going to cost a ton of money, a ton of money that Revolt, quite frankly, just does not have for that kind of behemoth of content. So this leads into my next point, and this is the more practical route that I say. The more practical route, since Revolt can't likely afford the kind of money Nick would ask for a talent as a talent, it would leave room for him to come as a creator. This could allow Nick to create and executive produce a brand new show on Revolt. Nick could also just bring his YouTube show, Cannon's Class, on Revolt as well. So this is another avenue that Diddy could take. You know, I you know, it's a more logistical avenue. It's a more uh practical um decision because A you could just bring in Nick as a creator and say, hey, whatever you create on this, you either own it outright or you can co-own it together or whatnot. It's a brand new project. Now, you know, Nick Cannon is really, really good when it comes to live TV. I mean, the guy's got a talk show coming out pretty soon. Nick Cannon could realistically create another talk show. He can create another game show. He can do so many different things because, again, he is wildly talented. So this would definitely help out the prospects of Revolt TV. All of these scenarios. But just to go back to Wild and Out, Wild and Out is the crown jewel. If Diddy could just offer up something, I mean, Diddy would have to realistically offer up ownership stake in Revolt just to get some of that Wild and Out pie. And you know what? It might be worth it. Because like I said earlier in this podcast, Wild and Out brings in more than 10% of MTV's revenue, and we know how big MTV is. So if it brings in that much revenue right now as we speak, just imagine. Just imagine having all of that revenue come over to Revolt. So it might be in Diddy's best interest to give up a little bit of his equity stake in Revolt just to get a huge, massive archive like that. I mean, it's just good business. So I would love to see uh, Revolt TV be the new home of Wild and Out. I mean, it's perfectly built for Wild and Out. Like, it's for the culture. Wild and Out is for the culture. And Revolt delivers content for the culture. So it's just a perfect marriage that needs to happen. Just on an ending note, just to get back over to the, the second scenario, and that's the Cannon's Class show, he can just cut a deal with Nick Cannon with Cannon's Class. This is where Nick got in trouble in the first place by saying those comments that he said. He said it on Cannon's Class. And Cannon's Class, if you're not familiar with it, is just a conversation that he has with uh, like-minded people, whether that's in the music industry, whether that's in uh, faith, or as far as religion or, or business or whatnot. It's, you know, it's an intellectual conversation that's basically the basis of canon class so why not just have him bring over that you could easily have him bring over canon's class where it's still kind of a new project unproven and you don't have to pay out the wazoo just to capitalize on nick cannon being under the revolt umbrella canon's class might be the way 
that Diddy has to go if he really, really wants to get Nick Cannon over. Other than that, man, he's he's going to probably have to make some tough decisions that he really doesn't want to make when it comes to bringing over Wild and Out. It's just such a big, massive property that Nick Cannon can make, you know, potentially hundreds of millions of dollars off of if you know by a selling it off to a bigger network or b just holding on to it and licensing it to other big networks he can do that as well so um those are the two scenarios i thought was really interesting regardless uh to whether this nick cannon to revolt pipe dream comes to reality or not at the end of the day diddy should make sure he ends up in revolt in some capacity whether it's to be a creator executive producer a talent or something nick cannon to revolt needs to happen make it happen diddy make it happen